Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, hi, my witches. <laughs> Welcome to part one of our Litha chat. Oh, I am looking so forward to this Sabbat and the upcoming festivities that I have planned for the entirety of the week that is Litha from the Sunday cycle, the Sunday, the beginning and then culminating through Litha that'll go through Wednesday and then ending it on the 24th with a big giant ritual with my daughter and some friends and wandering the woods. I like to take the, what I call the summer solstices. So Beltane and Midsummer slash Litha and really make them a week long extravaganza of excitement and merriment and um, connection with the earth. So in Beltane, we begin the connection, the awakening of the earth. And a lot of people say, oh, well, that starts in Ostara or that starts, you know, earlier on in the year. I think that Beltane in the part of the world where I live is where the earth has kind of officially shaken off her winter coat and the green buds are starting to come through. You can kind of lose that frosty crisp in the air and it's more of the warm golden rays of the beginning of summer months. And so since Yule and winter solstice, every day from the shortest day of the year at that time, it's clocking up towards now where it's becoming the longest and brightest day of the year, which will be the 21st of June. And so the height or the pinnacle of Litha or Midsummer. And so as we kind of slowly crawl over the next, you know, seven days or yeah, seven days, <laughs> seven days away, it's Wednesday, uh, towards the height and the pinnacle of Litha, you start to feel the energy build. And I, for those of you that know, am very druidic. I follow druidry, a druid path. I work with the Fae. I always have. Um, a lot of people have heard me talk about this and I did a whole series on the Fae, which is a few episodes back. So feel free to re-reference that and listen to that. But I am very comfortable. I know how to work with the Fae. I know how to teach people to work with the Fae. And so 
to me, Litha is their festival. So Beltane is a human festival where we're honoring and get preparing the earth to grow things and, and get ready for the warmer months. And we're planting and we're working with who I call the green man and then Caridwin or perhaps Gaia herself. Whereas Litha, Midsummer is all about the fae. And so you get that very lilt and mirth and merriment feeling about yourself where the twinkly lights and the dragonflies and kind of wandering the woods and it almost seems as if the sun itself glitters and shines with this magic and this mirage of just happiness and and golden peaceful energy. And so what my advice is and what I always do is take that entire week so I always say it's a seven-day festival. So next week, the height of Litha falls on a Wednesday. So starting Sunday is when I'll start taking my candles and my water and my ritual elements outside. And they'll soak up the sun and, tell, and the moon and the stars and, and the woods and the very breath of air outside. And then when I do my first ritual on Tuesday they'll have all of that energy and I'll go out and I'll connect and I'll recharge and I'll speak and ground and, and safe space in that energy for the Fae or the deities that I'm working with. And then the pinnacle of course, is you stay up all night until the sun goes down or however late it is on Litha. So which would be Wednesday. And then the next morning when you wake up, which would be the final day of the three-day festival, the height of the pinnacle of midsummer solstice, is when you kind of clean things up and you start to let the things that you use for like your altar space or what have you or the space itself kind of slow down and and, and taper off into the following Saturday cycle. Mine is going to be a little different this year. Like I said, I'm not doing the biggest part of my ritual until the 24th. Um, So that will be kind of the height or the pinnacle for us. Um, So I'll put my stuff out the day, the first day of Litha and I'll leave it out all week long. So when we do our big group ritual, it will be um, fully charged and fully excited and, and very well ready which is a Saturday. So the following Sunday kind of heralds in the realization that it is time to focus on getting ready for the harvest season. So when people ask me general questions about Litha, they're like, well, what is it that makes it feel so magical? What is it that, what's the story of the cosmos or the beginning of Litha? And so I think it's like, because like I said, it's one of the most magical nights of the year. It's the day when that sun is considered to be at its height and its peak of power and everything that is in us that's, you know, soul of the stars or solar. And then as well as animalistic feels that height and that peak and that pinnacle of energy and, and gives us that natural, almost caffeine rush, if you will, towards being outside and being energized by the sun. I am a fall soul. I love the fall. I love the rain. I'm an autumn loving person, but Beltane and Litha kind of recharge my proverbial battery pack and just kind of get me all like, oh, excited to be outside and, and enjoying 
that merriment that you can feel from the animals and the trees and the spirits that are inside of it. So even with all of its mirth and merriment and the magic, the peak of power does kind of remind us, like I said, that the decline is coming. And so we're now in the light half of the year, but it is going to be slowing down towards the quieter half or the dark months. So since this day is such an important point in the year, it's very much worthy of all of the fanfare that it has. It's one of the most merry and the most celebrated sabbats of the year from people who honor the Oak King or maybe breed in the Kaliach or people that work with Persephone and Demeter. It's very much the pinnacle and the height of celebrations across paganism, across witchcraft for all walks that follow a nature-based cycle. A useful way to relate the paradox of litha to magical work is to become aware of both sides of energy and how it manifests. So when you think of how our world operates or our seasons operate, I live in the Midwest of the United States. So you're going to pay attention and be more in tune with four different seasons. And so up here in the Midwest, um, Litha to us is the very pinnacle, the very warmth as where the opposite side of that spectrum is the very cold, which is a Yule. So around the 21st, the winter solstice in December. Now I recently had a friend of mine who moved to Australia. And so Litha for her is a winter solstice. And so for her to have to switch that kind of in her, it, it it's a little I think different for her because in her mind in Litha, she's celebrating the pinnacle and the height of the warm and the bright and the sun and now kind of has to transition her mind into instead of honoring the Oak King, she would be working more with the Holly King and the Kaliach. So <laughs> that that's kind of reaching out to my friends who are in the Southern Hemisphere and those that I've talked to recently. It's like, yeah, I, I that would be really hard for me to kind of uh, wrap my mind around considering, um, I've lived here my whole life. That would be such a, such a different, um, thing, but you, you definitely utilize the power of the solstice being wherever you are in the, in the planet on the planet, <laughs> wherever you're practicing is if it's the pinnacle of the height of summer or the pinnacle of the shortest day for you. It's all about, you know, thorough dynamics and the seasons and kind of harnessing in that magical power. So a good example of utilizing the power of Litha and magic would be building your prosperity. So what you want to do is use the peak of the energy in a ritual that's best conducted prior to the actual solstice. And that's what I was talking about when I'm saying get your candles, your herbs, and your other ingredients that can be charged at the height and the power of the sun. So like I said, I like to go out on Sunday or the very first of the week or so uh, three days, I think it is two to three days to the height of Litha to make sure that it has that whole three days before the actual ritual to soak up every single drop of dew and every single ray of sunshine so that when we reach the middle of the summer solstice, the very longest day, they have absorbed that energy and are ready to 
propel that prosperity and that abundance and those things that you want to manifest for the year forward. Once a spell is cast using those charged items, the energy is going to be released to complete this transformation as an abundant harvest. So in the case, the harvest would be the manifesting, um, so the result of your prosperity spell. So for example, you would want to use a yellow candle that can be anointed with cinnamon oil to bring the energy of the sun, a gold cloth or bright yellow, um, it can be, or, and then a charm bag that is filled with grains of rice and wheat kernels for the energies of both the sun and the earth that can be added to your altar space. And then of course, you're going to want to have a piece of paper to write out your specific intentions. You're going to put all of that in that bag with those grains. The bag can then be tied shut and anointed with a bit of the cinnamon oil as a verbal spell is stated to seal the magic. To specifically call upon the power of Litha, the verbal spell should be tailored to this specific sabbat. And here's a really good example that I found in the Llewellyn's Sabbat Almanac this year. And so I'm going to read this spell to you. The magic of growth has reached its peak. On this Litha, a boon I seek. The power is harnessed to forge the charm, abundant spring without harm. Grains of the earth by the sun you are blessed. Unleash your magic for success. Golden prosperity gathered for me as I will, so mote it be. And so I think on that note, I am going to end part one of our Litha podcast. And I encourage all of you to start going out, getting your items ready, get them cleansed, get them blessed, and get your space prepared for one of the most magical times of the year. As always, you can find me on Spotify, Spreaker, and Google Podcasts. Swing by the Everyday Witch podcast page on Facebook or the Everyday Witched business page. I am on TikTok at Everyday Witched as well as Instagram. I appreciate all of you as always stopping by and spending your Wednesday afternoons with me. I look forward to talking to you next week and hearing from you as always. Have a wonderfully magical Wednesday, witches. And like I always say, be magical.